Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Jeez, you, yeah, you, yeah. you put the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> just, just, just. No, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so it sort of comes really? from my face. Look the phone, the phone's off the hook. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Carl Ponder. All right, today's guest, uh, I've recently started training him actually in the gym. Uh, we met many years ago, but not formally, I'd say. Um, he's the owner of the Black Hill Pub. Welcome, Carl Ponder, better known as Hooters, to <laughs> Ballarat Talks. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, who? No worries. So we actually met uh, many years ago because we used to play each other in footy in like under 14s, maybe yeah. 17s. Under 14s and 17s. Skipped and be yeah. oh no, rules there, Harley. Um, yeah, skipped in under 14s and under 17s versus Navarre, which is like Lexington Plains. Yeah, back in the day. Which is no longer anymore. Nah. Um, so, do you have any memories of me back then, actually? Just, we hated you. Like, Did you? Just Navarre. What, skipped in hated? Just hated the Driscolls. And the, was it Hannett? It was Hannett's. Yeah, hated ha- just because you were good. I don't think we were that good then. Yeah, but you was... Oh, we were okay in the 14s, I guess. Yeah. I think we were always scared of, like, Illarook and Skip and it was a bunch of savages. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, Jesus. These kids had hair on their... Hair under their arms and hair on their face. And they had... Uh, I think Illarook used to have... Well, they now smiles now. They used to have a lot of tattoos and that. They're nothing anymore. But I just... One memory about Illarook was they'd always have their silk boxes hanging out the bottom of their footy shorts. Oh, they did too. Which yeah, was gross. Like, a, like, like a, back in the... Yeah, yeah, in the mud. In the mud pit. Oh, rocks. Um, now, before we start, who does this bring in some, some beer for us to try? I'm not a beer drinker. I'm more of a cruiser or <laughs> I'll do a red wine type of thing. But let's, uh, let's start with this. What's it called? Stout. Stout. I've never had a stout in my life. Give me a bit of a rundown of... Oh, it's just a very dark beer. Like, oh, hey, let's open it. Is it needed to open it? Yeah, yeah, there you go. So it's just, it just yeah. like a darker winter beer. Who? Winter. Winter. All right. I bet you I can't even get through it. I don't think you'll like it, but One. I just want you to try it. All right, here we go. Oh, yuck, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, beer's not for me. No, I not can't that, especially do it. not that. Like, that's... I don't even drink that. Like, I drink all beer except dark. Is that classified as beer, though? Yeah. It is. Stout beer. What do, why do they call it stout? Just because that's what it is. It's a bit more thick. It's a bit like Guinness, you'd say. Yeah. Like poured more, you drink it not chilled as much. Right, chewy, you chew it down. Yeah, it's yeah, no good for you. I don't drink it. But oh. um, love it. Let's start from the start. So I remember um, back at Skipton going into the servo there. Yep. And your old, well, your old man and 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 your mum obviously used to own it. Yep. Um, so take me back to the start when you when you started off. Yeah, so I don't know. I grew up there from I was born there, lived on top of it, pretty much. On top of it. Yeah, the house on top of it, three bedroom house. Jeez, I don't remember it being that big. I remember it no, being. It wasn't like, that big. Yeah, right. And just where that little part that come out over the top of the fuel pumps. Yep. That was in the lounge room. Oh wow. Um. So yeah, grew up there. Grew up in Skipton. Good country life, just not. Didn't do much. Do you have any land out there? No. Nah, just drank. Just the servo. Um, so, yeah, from about the age of 10, I remember working there. Yep. Until I finished school. That's all I did. Is, is the school still running out there? Primary school, yeah. I think there's only about 60 kids in the primary school now. Yeah. But you would have yeah. busted in, obviously, for secondary. 
Yep, coming to Park Gladden College, unfortunately. It wasn't a school for me, it was a good school. Isn't that the, like the highly regarded one around here? Or yeah, for academics, suit, but didn't suit you, didn't brother. Didn't suit me. I wasn't that kind of <laughs> school student. Um, yeah. Okay. So then you you finished finished school. Yep. Or did you finish as well? Unfortunately, yeah. I got. I went. So year ten, I you wanted to leave school. It. You wanted to leave school, okay? So yep. Mum, yeah. dad wouldn't let me. Yep. And then an incident happened in year twelve, Ooh. and I got off the bus on a Monday morning to go to school. The principal's assistant was there, so she's going to go to the office. Um, went walking to the office, and my mum and dad were already sitting there. Oh, Jesus. And the funniest thing I can remember about this is, my first comment was, why didn't you fucking drive me to school? To your parents? Yep. Oh. And, the, and the principal's there, and the old man just started pissing himself, and mum just cracked him across the arms. Don't fucking laugh at him, he's in a lot of trouble. What did you do? He's out. Um, so, yeah, it was the year 12 formal. I didn't choose to go to it, so mm-hmm. I was 18 by then. So me and a couple of mates decided to go just to a few pubs. And then he was seeing one of the chicks from Clarendon at the time who lived in the arena. So we're like, oh, we'll go to the arena pub and wait there until the formal's finished and she can pick us up on the way home. Turned out the arena pub was where the year 12 formal was. Where's the where's arena pub? I don't know. Is uh, still- in the arena. It's not open at the moment. Right. So I didn't realise that's where the formal was, but I was already pissed by the time I got there. As if you didn't know that. <laughs> I actually didn't. Bullshit. I, nah, and then, yeah, so I got asked to leave the venue and I was like, no, nah, I'm 18, I can do whatever I want. Just the whole 18 hero attitude. Yeah. And then they said, oh, well, you, okay, we can't force you to leave, but don't give any of the kids alcohol. I was like, yep, no worries. And then the reason I got in trouble was because once it had finished, I supplied them piss. Supplied the kid, yeah. That 17-year-olds, like the same ones in year 12. Yeah. And that's why they crack shit. But I said to them, well, the formal's over, so I can do what I want. Like, yeah, but, So, yeah. Jesus. I thought I was in the right, but looking back, it was probably the wrong thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Did, um, what, and they kicked you out of school for that? They tried to, yeah. And what do you mean tried to? Well, they wanted to, they asked me to leave, and I said, no, I've made it to year 12, I'm not going to throw away the best year of schooling. Oh, my God, man. Parties and you all that. You didn't want to be there, you sound stubborn as. Um, okay, so then you leave... Leave there. Are you still playing footy at that time, by the way? Um, yeah, I was. Yeah. Yep, still playing Skipton. Played Skipton until I was 20 or 21 when I broke my back in a car accident. Oh, yeah. Go run me through that. I remember you have time. So, yeah, I was on the way to work, 2.30 in the morning. Is this when you were logging? Yeah. Yeah, so how, why did you get into logging for a start? So I got into, didn't have a job till I was about 18 and a half. Yep. Didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was just working in the servo for the old man. Then one of the local earth moving contractors had a job, so I went and started driving a digger, an excavator. Did six months of that, and then that contract finished, so he didn't have the work at the time. So then didn't have a job again for about a month. And then his brother owned a logging business, asked him for a job, got sold, there was nothing going. Then two weeks later, the other boss came into the servo and said, oh, you still want a job? And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely looking for something he goes right over we'll pick you up at 3 o'clock tomorrow morning Jesus so then that was 19 where were you driving so that in Skipton they were working out near Mount Mercer in a blue gum plantation you weren't so you were cutting yeah I was cutting them down there you go I was probably planting them for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) so then yeah I got out there at 4 o'clock in the morning Um, they showed me what the machine does what the buttons do there's about 5 buttons on each hand Yep. Plus the joysticks to operate the harvesting head. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, this is how it works, work out the rest. My God. So then I did that for just shy of seven or eight years. Long time. Yeah. You obviously liked it. Loved it. Still, yeah. I miss it now sometimes. Jesus. It was big hours, like getting out of bed at 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. finish it at 6 o'clock at night. What have destroyed you, man. So why, and how did the car crash happen? How did that all? So just, say so just fatigue, I'd say, like yeah. doing big days and then, I think I'd had a big weekend the weekend before. Mm-hmm. Well, I did actually, because it was a cricket trip, skipped in cricket trip in Warnable. Mm-hmm. So minimal sleep all weekend, obviously, on the piss. And then it was a Wednesday or Thursday morning at two o'clock in the morning. Yep. I'd gotten to work at 3.30. No, so, no, sorry. The night before my machine broke, so I had to go home, fix that, fix the part. And then, so I probably got to bed at like 10 o'clock, got up, back up at two, and then about 15K from the job site, fell asleep, went off the side of the road, hit a um, massive table drain, launched me ute about 12 feet, and then nosedived it, and Jesus. then had to walk about 500 metres up the road to get phone service to ring somebody. And broke your back? Yeah, it was a broken back, and then didn't ring an ambulance, rang another bloke from work. So and then laid on the side of the road for probably 20 minutes waiting for him to come. At that time, my light still had all its lights on because I'd smashed the levers off. Yeah, yep. smashed the levers off where you turn the lights off so I couldn't fix them. Yep. And then, yeah, he drove me to the Warnable Hospital and got absolutely grilled by... He did. I did, by the staff there for not getting an ambulance. Like, they... Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, I, remember. I suppose you're a little bit yeah. all over the shelf. Yeah, like. I wouldn't really know where to tell them to go. Like, we're in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, pretty mm. much, where we're working. Yep. And then spent two days there. And then back, didn't work for three months with a broken back, broken arm, major concussion. Yep. Yeah. Jesus. You're back to right now, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I still got a crushed vertebrae today, but it's fixed. Still deadlifting every day. <laughs> <laughs> um... So let's move on to the, the the pub side of things. How did the how did the pub pub, pub like Black Hill Pub come into play? So oh, the old man reckons I probably talked about owning pubs since about the age of 12, 13 or something. I've always wanted to do because you love beer, or oh yeah. And then Dad's nephew owns pubs. Okay, and just looked like something I'd want to get into. Like I like being around people, talking mm. shit with like punters and yeah, just talking to all lot like anyone who comes in I can have a good conversation with I can usually find common ground mm-hmm. with any like especially in the bar so then my sister bought her own business what been, so five years ago yeah and then the old man's like well what are you gonna do I'm like well I've got a good job he's like well it's better off to be in debt while you're young so Jesus it's good. I like that. I suppose so, he owned yeah. a business before. Yeah, so he, so he owned his mentality. own business for 30 years. So he pushed me to get out and we started looking around. Probably looked around um, all in Ballarat for about six to eight months. Was it was there heaps up for sale? Not heaps. I put a lot of time and effort into possibly the Royal Mail that in Sabas, right at the end. Yeah. Looked at that because it was closed, but... Was cheap to buy, but a lot of expenses going into it to get it back up and running. Yeah. What about the? Is it the Atlantic or something? What's no, the one? Is Atlantic, that a pub? 
that's the word the COVID testing centre is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think that's... That wasn't a pub. It was drive through It was a pub. It's a pub, yeah, but... I don't know. I think that had been closed for too long. Didn't even... Didn't look at that. Right, yep. Looked at a few others, but yeah, put a lot of... Mainly a lot of time into the Royal Mail and I was nearly about to sign. And just happened that the Black Hill was my local owner house about 100 metres down the road from it. Yep. Me and a few of the boys are sitting there one... I think it was Saturday afternoon, just having a few beers, talking about what I've been doing. And the publican heard me, and he goes, oh, you're looking... And he's like, I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, I'll just put this one up for sale. And went from there. The old man wasn't a fan of it as much because the cost was higher to buy. It was higher than the Royal yeah, Mail? Yeah, because the Royal okay. Mail was closed, so the, gotcha. was, you weren't buying a business. Yeah, you so just you're buying, buying like, what, what was there. You were only buying the fit-out. Yeah. So everything but the bricks and mortar. Yep. And that had, I think... Uh, had worked out in the terms that I was going to get six months rent free there, and then there. in Sebas yep. the Royal Mail six months rent free and then another six months at reduced rent mm-hmm. to get going for a year and then, then it go to properly yep. and yeah it's a lot cheaper but I wasn't as fan of it just because of how far it is out of town like you're not going to get the younger people there and then it's going to cost them 30 bucks in a taxi to get into town if they start there mm-hmm. so that was my biggest argument to buy the Black Hill so, and, um, and the old man sat down, took a fair bit of deliberation over time, and then, yeah, finally signed the contract. Did you look at, um, what's the one that's up for sale still now? There's one on Main Road, is it? Was that up then? The Main Bar. Main Bar. Is that like a pub or no? No, it's, it's only just gone up for sale recently. I thought it was been up for ages. No. And Freight? Freight's, I did look at freight, yep. It's been up for a long time now. Yep. Didn't have the money to go into freight because it's a successful business, obviously, very successful. Yep. So a lot more. Well, they've got the figures to show. Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, right, okay. So, and yeah. How, so how does the... I remember you explained to me how the lease works on this and it just sort so, of blew me away. Yeah, so I bought the lease. So the previous owner, he started the lease. So it was a 20-year lease to start when he bought the business. So he'd only been in it for two years. Yep. So then when I signed, I signed for the next three years. Yep. And then after that three years, it goes five by five by five. Isn't it? I thought it was like a 30-year thing though. Is so that right? No, it's not? a 20-year lease. Right, but 20 Because the other owner had already used two. Gotcha. Yep. So then I'd signed for the next three. Yep. Which then I just re-signed this year. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID, I, we re-evaluated the next five years so just to see because I didn't want to commit to five just because of how it's been. Because mm-hmm. at, at, at the end of each interval, so the five by five by five or two by three, which I'm in at the moment, I can choose to leave without being yeah, responsible for the next lot of rent. Yep. So if I went, if I went belly up today... Mm-hmm. You have to pay the next two so years. So I've got it is. about 18 months left in this part of the contract. Yep. I'm still liable for that rent until either I find somebody to put in it or he does mm-hmm. so that's why that's how a lease works gotcha so that's scary because when you sign you sign yeah you sign for five the, years yeah exactly I can't even remember what they are gym one might be a I think they're all threes it's like three by three by three by three or something like that but you think like what happens at the end of that 15 years for example it's like he gets that last set of them and does he say I don't want a pub in here anymore um, so at the end of it I don't know how, like, obviously, that's, I'd re- renegotiate a contract. Yeah. 
if I wanted to continue. But he can't kick you out without, like, there's obviously terms and conditions in the contract. Yeah. It's still mine, and I've still got first rights to the next lease. For the for, for the so after say the after, 20. Yep. Okay. So say if he wants to take it back over, yep. he still has to buy it off me. Oh. everything's still mine. He only owns the bricks and mortar in the building. Yeah, so he has to buy it. I own it. the whole fit out. Can't he, tell you to, can't he just tell you to get rid of the fit out? No. No? No. I thought he could just be like, well, cool, get rid of it. No, because it's part of, like, so it's everything. It's like the bar, it's everything that's still, you would say, foundations. Like yep. all the cooking benches, like all your kitchen appliances, like, yeah, some of them are removable, some are fixed. Yep. Cool rooms, that's mine. Right. Everything okay. like that. So he's not going to say gut the joint. Because then you got. But the only thing about it is you don't sell. So like, so say, if I was to look into another business, and you, no one's going to buy a pub lease with less than ten years on it, because you've got to have enough time to make your money and then like, pay your yeah. debt off and then start making money. Yeah. So ten anything under ten, you you wouldn't bother. Wow. So most people would. So I could go at the end of my two years. Say I'm in now. If I was thinking about selling it, yeah. I would go try and re- renegotiate the contract back up to 20 years. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so you've got more to sell. you've only got five years and then you've got the 10 years left type of thing. Yeah, you want yeah. the more years you've got to sell, the better off it sounds. Yeah. Um, how nervous were you to start, like, to go into it? Like, how oh, much? Yeah, terrified. Like, obviously, never worked in hospitality in my life. Yeah, that's a big that's a big risk, man. That's what yeah. I... So I always go into... I don't know about you, but I always go into a venue or... Um, any, any sort of any sort of business and I think I look at the staff I look at how many people are in there and I'm just thinking shit how like this this be tough yes like, like you gotta make I know you say you know your Monday to sort of Thursday is pretty quiet then your Friday Saturday Sunday is where you sort of make your money time yeah to start so like Monday closed but Tuesday Wednesday Thursday like because we're only open for dinner when you say quiet but like say last night we did Thursday I think we did about 75 mains. Yeah, on a Thursday, yep. But that's big. from 6 to 8.30. Mm-hmm. So you've only got two hours, two and a half hours there of 75 mains, plus entrees, kids' mm-hmm. meals, yep. certs. Yep. So even though you may not do the numbers, you're doing it in a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. So all your wage costs are down. So that's the way you look at it. Like You don't look at it, oh, I only did, say, four grand for the night. But four grand in three hours is pretty good. Yeah, considering yeah, obviously you got kitchen prep in there that they do longer, but hmm. how um yeah. So what was the biggest, the biggest, what the, the scariest part for you when you were signing the lease? What were you? What's the mo- the, the biggest thing that came to your mind? You were just thinking, is if it just goes belly up? Do I? Yeah, what am I going to do? Like I don't. I'm going into this with only like there's no one there that have been there for any longer than two years probably in the pub but there's no there was no senior staff member like you'd say like there's no 40 year old that's worked in hospitality their whole life but when I took over my head chef was a year younger than me so I was 26 so she was 25 the only reason she become the head chef was the head chef quit three months before I took it over mm-hmm. so the owner at the time instead of finding a new head chef he just promoted the sous chef which she was good but probably bit too much responsibility too early yeah but she was unreal at her job just yeah. takes your toll when you're so young and got so much responsibility on your shoulders of would, if you would you be saying to him um 
Did you ask him why he was selling? Did you say, okay, like, you've been here for two years? Yeah, so unfortunately, he's... Um, so I found out he was meant to, it was meant to be a partnership. Mm-hmm. And then just before they took over, the other partner pulled out. Oh. So the other partner had worked in pubs. All right. He hadn't. He was a journalist. Oh, so then he sort of got stuck with it because obviously they would have lost their deposit. So he continued on. Then unfortunately his wife fell ill, so he couldn't continue. That's why he got out so early. Right. Yeah. Far out. It's pretty. Um, it's pretty. I, I just can't even. Oh, there's just no way I'd jump into hospitality, having not worked in there. Like it's a pretty. It's a ballsy thing. That's no, obviously going pretty well now, but like, it's a scary, scary thought. Yeah, definitely scary, but. I don't know. You got to just love stay grab up. life. You got to just grab life, up. I guess, and take grab, li- <laughs> grab life. What's that? <laughs> Dodgeball quote. Grab life by the balls. Yeah, um, that's the only way. You you don't know if you're going to make it until you give it a go. I guess. Yeah, very true. Like failure is, yeah, it's a scary thing, but yeah, I suppose in life you can't succeed without some part forms of failure, can you? Nope. So you got to learn from your mistakes. Yeah, I think it's everything that fails. Impo- super important. That's what you learn from the most. Um, do you how expensive is it uh, like to set up something like if you're going to set up something from scratch or buy something like how expensive do you think it'd be roughly to do like a pub so say to turn something that's not a food and beverage venue into a food and beverage venue or something that's already established or both give me both scenarios I guess. Oh, so to start from scratch so say if the joint would had been completely gutted which some places do yep. you're looking at if you're buying everything brand new, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like a kitchen alone was a hundred grand. Yeah, expensive, isn't that? Yeah. And then, like your it, beer systems. Yeah, isn't the beer, everything, beer yeah. isn't that the really expensive part? Yeah, too? cool. So you got cool room freezers and like even just your general dining tables and chairs. Like they're not that cheap, especially if you want to go brand new. Obviously, you can find secondhand stuff. But you got to find it, and then you got to find enough to fit out your whole venue if you mm. want to can't match. Mix, and can't mix and match. Yeah, <laughs> like that's so I went and priced just some high tables to sit on bar stools at the other day, oh, a couple of months ago now, and I was shocked. Like six grand for a table that sits six people. What do you mean? That's what it cost for those tables to buy. Yeah. You've been jibbed. No, I didn't. Pay, I didn't buy it. Oh, I, I just went and got say, prices, and then fuck. I thought, oh, so I'm going to get a mate to build it, but. I just thought, I'll just go and get some prices. And like six grand was the average price, even in Melbourne. Just for like a, a ta- like ones that you'd sit at just to drink beer. So like, yeah, it's all the table where you sit on a bar stool. Yeah. yeah. But like fancy, it was like a nice wooden yeah. steel frame. But I was steel. like, no, fuck, fuck that. It's through the roof. So yeah, I got to make, he's going to build them for probably a quarter, not even a quarter of the cost. No, wouldn't cut, I was going to say, for a builder. Yeah. Um, would you have any different changes? So from a, from when you started, Yep. So looking back at it now, is there anything you would change in the way you might have approached it? Probably definitely the way I started my life in the business, I would say. If what, what do you mean? Just so, how do I put it? Um, I probably spent more time on the wrong side of the bar, I would say. As in you live the party life rather than... The, the work life, definitely, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, yes, they call it a honeymoon period and... I suppose some people's honeymoon might go for one week. Some people's honeymoons, like myself, might go for eighteen months, two years, yeah. or probably eighteen months, yeah. a bit less. It'd be a hard thing though because it's very much like 
especially if you get a lot of friends that know you and they're like, oh, let's go see who is down yeah. at Black Hill. Um, and you're, I can see you'd be the type of guy that would be just shouting drinks or it's just like, yeah, Paul, that type of thing. Or is that Probably the- not so much shouting them, but just getting involved in it. Like, yeah. instead of working until 10 or 11, then maybe having a couple of beers with them at the end of the night once I've done the work, yeah. I'd employ extra people for me to spend all night with them. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, which is, looking back now, once again, learnt from that mistake. Like, obviously did some stupid things. Yep. Got myself in a bad way for a while there with certain substances, but I guess not proud of it, but I don't hide it either. No. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, it's very... Is that, like, the main... Or a lot of the hospitality you think seen? So, I don't know, like... Because I didn't grow up working in hospitality and that in Ballarat, like... So, I know a few of the boys and girls but like when I started going out like Sunday nights like hospitality night like Sunday nights hospitality night pretty much like yeah so my head chef if I went out with him who's worked in Ballarat nearly his whole life like he'd know everyone yeah and then I'd be like I don't even know maybe Zach from Hop Temple Teddy a few of them like but only know them from just being younger too Mm -hmm. in Ballarat like not knowing everybody so I don't know really the whole vibe of uh, you would say of what it's like but where, where do you go on a Sunday because most places would be not before COVID I used to go it was Faux we mainly went to would they be open all night though nah so Faux was a Sunday so like I think it was like 3 o'clock mm-hmm. but then stupidly I'd probably have my key to the pub in the pocket in oh, the pocket and we'd go back go there back to the pub. yeah that's where it gets dangerous doesn't it yeah definitely yeah. so now I still have the odd night there like only but now it's with selected people as in lock-ins. Oh, are, not, you, are not, you allowed to do that? You are, yeah, you okay. are. You aren't. Like, so, so, the, so there's no money allowed to go through the till. So it's got to be like drinking at home. So gotcha. if I choose to say you, me, and a couple of mates that we have, like conjoined mates, if we want to sit there all night, that's fine. Yep. But you can't be paying me for that. Gotcha. Just use it as like your own. It's just like personal. if it's just saying you come around to my house with beers and just I'm shouting the beers. Yep. Same thing. Yep. So the law's... It's a very grey area. They say you're meant to know everybody. Which by you, you would if yeah. you were doing well, that. Well, back yeah. in the day, no. Okay. I was an idiot. Like, yeah. Just wild. Yeah. Like, wild I wasn't hoot. shouting everybody. It was just there was a way around it, which yeah, you can do. So, you get the money before yeah. the end of business. Are you sure you want to say that on there? <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the past. It doesn't happen anymore, uh, so... Um, the biggest thing in your industry, actually, in the hospitality industry, that, that puts me off, something shocking, this is why I don't think I'd, I'd, I'd really struggle with like a, a night thing, you know, cafes and that, fine. You must deal with some fucking wankers. So, yes and no. Like, I'm pretty lucky. Like, I'm, especially in the younger crowds, like, I probably would know, would have some sort of relationship, say, with one or two people in every group that yep. comes in. So, wouldn't call them a mate, but are able to go up and talk to them. To then talk to someone. And then they usually pull, like, it comes down to respect. Yeah. So, like, if they see the, their mates being an idiot, most of the time, probably 90% of the time, they'll pull their mate up before I have to go and say something. Yep. Obviously, you're always going to get that dickhead. Yeah. Every now and then. Like, I haven't a barred, I think, two or three people for life just for, for life? being idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Hit, like, fighting, or were they. No, just disrespectful just Pets. complete drips pretty yeah. much just drips <laughs> not that word um, 
But other than that, like if someone, so I won't mention a name, like one bloke, he's fucked up before at the pub, but he'll come back in the next time and he'll talk to me straight away. He'll own it. And he's done it like a couple of times. A couple of times. And then Jeez. one night so- I remember there was a dis, um, altercation that happened in the toilets. Like I heard it, I got in there and this certain person was on top of somebody. Like not punching him, just sort of just wrestling. Yep. Automatically, I 100% assumed it was him yep. in the wrong. Yep. He argued with me black and blue for about 15 minutes until I got him out of the venue. And then about 10 minutes later, after he'd left, the other bloke started with somebody else. Oh, no. So then I was made the phone call the next day to old mate, and I had to apologise. I said, look, mate, just because of the yeah. way you normally are, I automatically assumed it was you. Yep. And I believe you now that it wasn't. Yep. Like, so... I'm gonna. I'll, I'll. I will own my faults, just as much as I expect anybody else to. Like as long as you can come in and say, "Sorry, shake my hand," or apologise to the person you've done wrong by, especially if it's a staff member. Good as gold. That's all we need. Yep. There's no. What? There's never ever too far. Oh, there's definitely too far. Hundred yeah. percent. Like there's some. There's no coming back from some things. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. But we all know people drink piss and yeah, whatever else they do, they make mistakes. We've all done it, probably. Yeah, we've all done it. Some more than others, but... <laughs> Definitely. So what do you think your uh, biggest biggest thing you've learnt in business so far is? So you've been in, what, three years, four years? So in my own business for three... Coming up three years, 1st of July, will be three years in the pub. Yep. Um, probably... I don't know, like... What, business side of it or people skills side of it? Both. Both. Whatever your top is. So, business side of it was probably, and I hate it, like, just, you own your own business so instantly people think you've got money. That's They automatically think, so, I don't drive a fancy car, I drive a Hilux, but like, I bought that before I owned the pub, but... I bought that when I was 25, yep. 24, so two years before I bought the pub. And then people see you driving that and like they automatically think you've got money where I think that's incorrect. You're in debt. Like I just think you've got your own business. So the money you make, that's yours. Like definitely I, I not. I think that's they, the misconception big time. They don't understand the overheads, your wages, yep. all your bills, rates, like. I think that you can do a lot better in business than a, a normal nine to five that you're working with someone, but they probably don't understand the, the amount of hours that, like, you never turn off. No, that's right. Like, it's always on. Yeah. You're always thinking, you go home at the end of the night, if it's been a bad day, you think, fuck, what do I need to do to change that? If it's been a good day, well, you think, how do I get that every day? Mm. And you think, what have I done differently, or what's happened that night, or... What's your biggest day of the year? Like, what's your? Have you had like a massive, massive day? So, biggest day. Oh, there's been a few good ones. The biggest one I probably ever had, and the simplest one was I'm normally closed on a Monday, and the year Sebast Footy Club lost the grand final two years ago it was the first year I was in the pub. Oh yeah, yeah. I offered them the pub on the Monday. Oh yeah, Mad Monday. Yeah. For Mad Monday, for so they rolled in the door at ten o'clock. Yep. Purely piss. <laughs> I supplied them with a barbecue for lunch and then I just ordered pizzas for tea with me and 
two, three girls on, and we couldn't keep up to them. Yeah, that would be We made 156 espresso martinis for the day. Oh, all the boys or girls? And girls as well. Um, And then your club club members, or just them? uh, A bit of everyone, yeah, like, and then, so obviously because the joint was closed to the public, I, like, wasn't as strict on behaving, obviously, like, still obviously had to do the right thing by responsible service of alcohol, but... The next day, it took me eight hours to clean the pub. Yeah, I just would have destroyed The floors it. were <laughs> fucked. Like, I think I mopped six times. Yeah. And it still wasn't right. Like, there's just... Come in the next day and, like, I lost... Your shoe's pretty much stuck to the floor. Big tone lock, yeah. Was tone, the tone, tone was there, tone yep. There. Yeah, Ripper. He's a good fella. And then, I guess, the personal side of it was... People skills is... You can never judge somebody by, like, so, especially when it comes to drinking, like, you can't judge somebody for coming in and writing themselves off. Mm. So nobody drinks themselves to the point of completely intoxicated for no reason. Like, you don't just do that for the fun of it. So Do you, you reckon? I reckon people do it by accident. I've noticed, I've, I've done it by accident for sure. Oh, but I'm talking, like sitting by yourself like if someone comes in and is just sitting by himself just right. drinking piss like yep. there's always like you've got your old blokes who do that every day mm-hmm. but they don't do that to the point where they're fucked they just can drink piss and that's how they live mm-hmm. but other times people just come in and do it and then there's always a background reason okay. so you can't just no matter what, the way they look the way they act you can't judge them like They've either got something going on in life or something shit's just happened for the day. Mm-hmm. So I guess as a publican, you're not just a publican, you're sort of... Some people come in there just for somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Especially, in, like, at the Black Hill Pub. Like, it's a bar where you can still sit around and, like, either myself or whoever's working in the bar is your main point of contact. Like, you're actually there. So as the bar person, you know, it's not your job just to pour drinks. It's sort of your job to talk to people and have a rapport with them mm-hmm. so you got to sort of which I think is super important like, yeah it's massive are, mm. are you allowed to sit down with them and have a drink when you're working or no so as the owner so as a licensee if I decide to drink I therefore am not in charge as in somebody's in, but you can have a drink and so yeah I can still work not, you're not meant to work as much like you can't so you can have a beer and that but if someone comes in and someone something happens Therefore, because I've had a beer, I've got to pass the responsibility on to a staff member. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, for anyone listening that wants to get into the hospitality or even the pub industry, do you have any recommendations for them? Like what would be like your, if you had like two or three bullet points? Um, so you've got to really work out what your clientele you want. So probably the first 18 months, like I said, I was a fair dickhead. And I probably... Oh, well, the crowd I had, not that there was anything wrong with the crowd I had, but that's the crowd I got, like, getting pissed, just going hard, loud, yep. just having fun. Where, therefore, that probably put a demise on my bistro side of it. Yep. So you got there's got to be a fine line, I think. Like, So now my rules are, like, yeah, the bar, you can be loud, have fun, but if the bistro's still my main source of income for that time of the night yep. 
I'll still try and put a hold on what's happening in the bar. Yeah. If you know what I mean? If they're real loud or yeah. there's a group of 10 young blokes and they're having fun, well, I'll either try and move them out to the beer garden where they can still do that, where they're not annoying other people. And then once it gets to, say, 8.30 at night and there's only maybe a few tables still just having a drink in the bistro, I'll let the bar take over the music and get turned up. Yep. That's when it turns into a bit more of a fun, yep. like, you know what I mean? Vibe changes and it goes from mm-hmm. being a bit more of a formal joint to just a proper bar. Yep. Cool. Um, what well, any other recommendations wise? Maybe even even on uh, how to source a property and whatnot, or a spot. We gotta um, definitely do your homework. Like, so I remember getting figures and going through figures from so many different joints, even joints that like weren't in. Ballarat that I was looking at I just wanted to look at pubs that were for sale mm-hmm. what their turnover was what their like meal side like so you look at so at the pub you split it obviously into bar and food sales so what so say buying a business say Black Hill Hotel what side of it's making the most money so then you know where if you want to make more what side you can improve yep so probably when I took over the bar was the biggest thing by far and now I've probably definitely got the bistro to where I want it to be if not still got a bit more to go but and just learning your margins and yeah I reckon that was really cool uh, I remember you showing me your was it on Excel? yeah I can't remember. Yeah, it was on Excel where um, you were just explaining to me about you make next to nothing potentially noth- or nothing on or, or losing money on like a steak for example yeah and you make that other margin up somewhere else, which I thought was really cool yeah. how you sort of broke it down and cost per person and whatever. So or what? I can probably put it into a good example was, so last April, we, my head chef, well, my head chef broke, to put it into perspective, my head chef broke his ankle in first or second week of January this year. Can we say why? <laughs> I mean, how? <laughs> On one of those orange scooters around town. It's everywhere. After our Christmas drinks, because... It was a bit hospitality. We can't do it before Christmas, so we did it after it. So it was our Christmas party night. Two people this week. I've had um, Ellie from the gym. Yeah. Busted teeth. <laughs> so, like, broken teeth. And uh, another guy, photographer I know, same thing. He was up in Queensland or something. He said on our own scooter. Bang, busted teeth. Front yeah. teeth. Yeah, go on. Yep. They're a go good on. thing. Oh, but they're a dangerous thing. They should See, be. They, here's the thing. I don't understand with it. Is that a lot of them probably sitting at the front of your pub, yeah? No, so that's the thing. When they first, the first week they come to town, yep. it was a Monday or Tuesday, I think they all got dropped off around town. Mm-hmm. And I was at home, and within like an hour, I had three photos from mates who were driving past the pub, and there was eight scooters sitting within 10 metres of the front door. So it makes no sense to me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm like... <laughs> You can get done for drink driving on them. One, that's yeah. stupid. And yeah. two, from the Black Hill going down the hill. Like, it's a decent hill. Oh, yeah. You can get some so base up. They obviously, I think it was two or three days later, they'd all gone. Yep. And then a van rocked up, and I was at the pub to drop more off. And I went out the front. I said, look, I'm not against your scooters at all here, but I said, I do not want them out the front of my establishment, even though I'm not responsible in a way for what people do once they leave it, but I sort of still am. So yep. if I knew that someone had been drinking at the pub, jumped on one of those scooters and went flying down the hill and ran into the ass of a car and don't, like, killed himself, yep. broke their neck, whatever, yep. like, I'd still feel partly responsible for that. And yep. so I asked him to not be put there. What did he say? 
and they did it okay and so that was a good thing like yeah yeah anyway where we going? Yeah. um sorry where were we before i just so, interrupted yeah, going you. back to talking about like money and like profit and that so yeah so yeah the chef he wasn't there till for three months i took over the kitchen so i can cook but i'm not a chef so then he's been back so in april we started doing more specials not heaps and then may we really started pushing it so the average spend from april which wasn't that good for per person in the bistro then we started doing a lot more specials pushing entrees especially the average spend per person went up eight dollars a head just on in pushing one entrees? Month by pushing entrees right yeah so it's like eight dollars a head to some people probably doesn't sound like much but if you do eight dollars a head via 600 people a week times 52 weeks of the year yeah it's massive it's a lot of money but it's a, yeah. it can turn up a loss into a profit pretty quick how are you put is it, is, are you prepping the staff on how they say hey would you like this this and yeah this? so it's more like so especially with bigger tables they're the ones you really push on trace for is get them their drinks and then you don't want to be too pushy but you don't want to leave it too long either mm. for them to have read the whole menu yep so you go up and say oh would you like to get some entrees to share before you start like while you're waiting or yeah just you don't want to be pushy but you also want to well, yeah. put it out there as yeah, well because we if yeah. I know myself like if someone offers it to you well you go oh that's actually not a bad idea mm-hmm. might not might only be a garlic bread between four people which is one piece each but it's still an extra eight dollars yeah yep. which you do that every night for ten tables mm. stop yeah it's good and it's getting the staff to understand that too I think is a major thing like they see it as eight dollars that's all they see it as like they don't look at the what eight dollars does over a week a year a month how much that eight dollars can change what's the markup on that well actually not the markup but like what's your biggest drink seller what do you think you make the most amount of money off a drink was like is it beers is it spirits they've all got roughly about the same margin okay yeah so Mm, stay out don't sell that that was a sample oh, oh so you don't sell you don't sell that oh you don't sell any one. of these no um, so no none of the ones yeah right well let's just I sell here. different types of them I mean I like the packaging but it's just not for me beer you know what I mean grapefruit beer too it's a bit heavy um what's plans for the future so do you have any future plans that you really like to implement is it getting a new place is it so um yeah, definitely don't want to be a one pub, one pub owner. <laughs> one pub jump. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Like, and not necessarily owning multiple at once. Like, eventually that would be awesome. But probably just growing my portfolio. Yeah. Business-wise and personally, like, as you know, I've got an eight-year-old to it. An ex who we had when I was 21. Yeah. So it was a bit of a surprise, but... He's a good little thing now, like probably one of the best things that could help me back then. Yeah, he's um we we're on good terms at the moment. Yeah, he took likes you for once now, doesn't he? Little, yeah, took him a while to come around. <laughs> you won him over <laughs> eventually. And then I've got little Moya to Chelsea, who's my partner at the moment, who's unreal, which she probably helped me the most through back in November of what about twenty 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 twenty. November twenty 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 was I yep. really had to sort my life out and Yep. Her and my family were obviously a major part of that. Probably wouldn't be here. Probably wouldn't be still in the pub today if it was for them. Mm, 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Did, um... So, 
with your like future players saying, would you rather be flipping into another like into a bigger pub, or do you think so? Like, do you think it's too hard to manage it because no one cares as much as you would care about your facility? Oh, I, so I don't. I disagree with that. Like, if you can find the right staff member, yeah, who especially not to be not to put. I don't know how to put it. I don't mean this in a bad way. Like someone who is hospitality is their dream but it's unfortunate that they can't get into the business mm-hmm. if you can offer them a management role well and supply them with the right obviously wages and working conditions well I think you can yeah but that's very hard to find yeah definitely staff just in general at the moment it's not the yeah, easiest really thing I think Steve was saying he's got like 10 interviews downstairs though, which is yeah. just sick of staff staff is just ridiculous at the moment yeah it's unreal like it's just the way of the world at the moment I don't think it's mm. just it's, not, it's definitely not just the hospitality industry no, it's like, ev- everywhere. It's everywhere everywhere any PTs looking uh, we're actually going to open up <laughs> at Tommy Leaves we've got one spot open uh, opening up soon especially at the pub too at the pub don't be yes, afraid yes. to drop off the resume <laughs> <laughs> are you more of an in-person resume or email um, in-person definitely yeah 100% me too um, I've got some oh, questions here just on that quickly yeah I would so I don't. Even, I've never owned a resume in my life. You've never written one. Never had one. Okay. Ever. Yep. So half like especially like if someone walks in and just goes, "Here's my resume." Yeah. Walk straight back out the door. To be honest, I probably wouldn't even read it. Yeah. If you can come in and hold a five minute conversation with me, I'd probably nearly hire you off that. Yep. Without reading your resume. Rip that shit out. Like it's especially in our industry. Like it comes to talking to people. It's all talk, isn't it? Yeah. Like and that's what it's all about. Like, especially in the bar, like, like the locals and that. Like, especially with the girls and even myself. Like, we're there, and if there's not shit thrown both ways, it's not fun for anybody. Like, if you've got to have somebody that's a bit jovial. You got to be able, yeah. So I've got a couple of girls there that I rate very highly, who the blokes love because. They give it to them and they get it back yep. ten times harder and they love it like good yeah and that's how you want it like and that's a, that's what the blokes want like it's not rude it's just it's, it's like banter between people. yeah banter yeah yeah so and it's, it's good banter and that's which is great like I love I'm all about banter from the yeah bloody you know? like it's just like it, it makes I think it makes the environment but then you get some people get very uncomfortable so you got to yeah you got to read the room a little bit oh definitely got to and that's what you do like especially at work you realise who's Bistro work and bar work, it's two different, completely different jobs, really. Yep. Even though it's in the one business. Mm, big time. The, oh, I've got some questions here too, Hoot. Now, I haven't sent you these, which I would normally send That's all right. to people, but you're going to have to go off the, off the cusp here. That's all right. Um, what's something that people would be surprised to know about you? I reckon probably the biggest thing that shocks people is I went to Barton Clarkson College. Yeah. Especially yeah. if they just meet me and talk to me and <laughs> meet my personality, like the right side of my personality. Like yeah. a lot of people are shocked that I went to Clarendon. Yeah, you graduated with honours and no, nah, low standard score. <laughs> Ever were they? Oh, pretty close. You the yeah. record. <laughs> what, what did you get? Do you remember? Very fucking low. Go on. What did you get? Did hang on. enough to get it? Was it enough to get it, or did you have to call up? No, nah, it was enough get... to get it, which is pretty low at Clarendon. No, 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 get. Do you know how there's a... No, yeah, if you're below 20, isn't it? Or below 25, 30. I think. Yeah, so I think I was 31. Gotcha. Well, but I don't well. think anyone at Clarendon would have to ring. No. Not many people at Clarendon would get below 
50 or 60, yeah, I would I say. I, I remember, so I don't know how I got away with it, but I never did homework. And I'm not proud of it, but it's just school wasn't my thing. Yeah. I didn't learn by doing something on a piece of paper. I learned by doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not proud of it that I wasn't the best student, but I still don't think, I wouldn't be the person I am today without going to Clarendon. Like, they do teach you, you a lot of good. You reckon if you were at a different school, you'd be different? Well, probably just the, no, not necessarily different, but just the life, the, oh, how would you put it, like the management skills and just that side of it, like being organised and mm-hmm. even though I didn't do the work, I still had to be organised to get and have everything there yep. and be good enough to have an excuse why I didn't do my homework, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> my dog at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are your weaknesses? Um... Um, probably not as much now but I used to be probably pretty easily persuaded into the recreational side of things recreational side of life yeah definitely yep. now I've, like willpower probably wasn't the strongest now I feel like I do like I'm not going to deny it I still do dabble here and there but nothing like I used to Yeah. now it's for reasons which some people would say there's never a good reason but it's always been a part of my life and it probably will be for who knows how long yep but it's learning to know when when to and when not to I guess we should probably even preface this sorry because we sort of danced around this a little bit but Hooters started seeing me just after yeah you had like a bit of a I don't know what, what would you call it a mishap yeah pretty bad um, problem. Yeah, I, w- I never called it an addiction. It's probably just more of a problem. Got caught up in just so that's one thing. There's one thing I learned in hospitality is I work. I worked in a job where I used to work nine to five, or not nine to five, but Monday to Friday. And I thought Friday and Saturday was the only day anyone ever did it. Yeah. Um, and then you don't realise until you're in a different industry that some people's weekends are Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, like yep. you don't realise that Saturday and Sunday is not everybody's weekend until you're actually in it. Mm-hmm. So then that's probably the biggest way I got caught up in it was because I realised that no matter what day it is or what time it is, there's always someone there. Doing it. Yeah. See, I was, I was pretty, I'm very, I still am pretty oblivious yeah. you know, to a lot of this sort of stuff. And I remember you telling me, um, did you have to go to hospital one day and, um, had to like just get yourself in a bit of a bad way yeah um yeah but it's it still blows me away like that that whole side of everything in yeah especially if you've never been a part of it like some people like you're like yourself you don't and even now so like so when it comes to say with your liquor license right people can put it on the pub for being intoxicated uh, per se but if we know we've only served them two or three drinks, what they do in the toilet, we can't control. We can do our best to monitor it, and but we can't be standing in there all night or watching what they do or watching what they take. Yeah. So, especially now with the price of getting pissed, like, it's cheaper for some people to go and buy something else. Yeah, jeez, I don't know. Which is, I think... It's not good. I, I really, like, I'm obviously pretty hard against it. Yeah. Um, and I just... 
to me it just doesn't seem like it's worth anything um and we've had like i said we've had many of these conversations before but, yeah yes um yeah it's a pretty interesting topic to me yeah it's definitely and it's definitely something between people you know and people i know that you could probably sit here for hours and yeah, debate it and 100 percent, definitely it's a choice in life and i guess when you choose to live that life you always do know the consequences of what can happen and Everyone thinks they're invincible and thinks it will never happen, but yeah, it obviously to does. Get yourself in a hole. 100%. Yeah. Um, what are you most afraid of? Oh, that's a tough one. So I wouldn't. Some dude going off. <laughs> Someone is going off. I can hear that from here. Um, that's a tough one. So I used to think it was failure, but I guess. Failure in your eyes can be not to somebody else, if you know what I mean. Like, I just want to be the best person I can be, and if I just hope in life that I can be successful and know that I've done all that I can do. Yeah. And if I don't, like, that's probably something I'm afraid of, just not being the best I can be. Well, we're going to get you off darts for a start. Hopefully, uh, yes, definitely. We're going to put a bed on. Not a bed on. We're going to pay... Well, we're going to make something after this, after this, uh, after this pot anyway. I'm going to say... I'll give you a thousand bucks for the rest of the year. Is that enough? Is that going to be enough to persuade well, you? Well, I did the right thing. I bought them last week. Yeah. I've taken the right step. I've bought patches. Good. You still have one on the balcony just for. Yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing with patches is you still have to smoke for the first few weeks on them. Who said that? That's what the box tells you to do. Yeah, they're lying. They're, oh, what? They're all so- part of the same company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's something someone said to you in your life that's never left you? Oh, what is going on down there? I don't know. Oh my God. Aren't we in a soundproof room? Yeah, well, he must oh, be going no, off. Actually, the door's slightly uh-huh. uh, ajar there, yeah. He's definitely having a crack. Yeah, um, yeah sorry. So something, something, somebody said to me that is always stuck by me. Could be your dad back in the day. If you jerk too much, you'll go blind. <laughs> um, let me think about that. We'll come back to that one. All right, we'll come back to I'll that one. I'll have to think about it. Um, do you have any mentors or people you really look up to? Definitely my old man. Yep. 100%. He owned his own business for 30 years. He... He's... So my grandparents on my mother's side doubted him when he bought the business he did. Said he wouldn't last two years. He lasted 30 in it. Bang. Bang. Bought it for what would have been not much back then and then by the end of it... Like, it's not bragging, but he owned... I think it was five or six investment properties. Yeah, it's awesome. So, just, but he used to get out of bed at six o'clock in the morning, go to bed at one o'clock in the morning, like, the hours were there, but... Is he still work, he's not working now? Oh, he's retired, but he works for my sister driving a truck, and yep. a bit of, just, like, he's driving up the East Coast to Yapoon and back lately. Yeah, right. He's done so seven weeks doing that. Still doing a little bit then. Yeah, goes to Bali again later in the year for... Ooh. Eight weeks. It'd be trash, it. isn't it? Trash there at the moment. I don't know. He loves yeah. it. They've been there thirty times. Yeah. When was the last time we went though? Right before COVID. Yeah. We usually see how it goes this time. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it phases them. They just love the joint. Uh, uh, who Who do you want to send the podcast next? Near around town that you might. I actually thought of someone on the way in today. Glenn Kruger. Glenn Kruger. North Star. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. as in Jules. Yeah, 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 Glenn. Yeah, I know Glenn. Yeah. All right, cool. Why? Oh, he's just probably a, one of the other publicans that I do have a bit of a chat to every now and then. Yeah. Comes in the pub, I try and get there a little bit, and I just think he's got. He's, they're he's, obviously very successful. Well, he's part owner of the other one. Is that right or not? Lakeview as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So they're obviously a very successful group in the hospitality industry in Ballarat. So I think for me, per se, it would be good to listen to for yep. sure. Cool. Uh, awesome. Um, anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Oh, actually, before that, your mentor one. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, not mentor. What was the something that su- something something that someone said to you that stuck in life? Or you want to skip it? You can skip no, it I think so. You've ne- you never stop learning. Who said that to you? <laughs> in so this was a bloke I used to work with in logging, and he was, like he was a person I locked up to learning driving machines. Yep. And so he'd be always the person. He was fucking fast at cutting wood and by the end of it I reckon I was better than him okay we used to disagree on that but <laughs> like even as a beginner he would still ask me as well okay what do I do well, if he's been sitting there having lunch watching me still work he'll see me do something different and he even though he's I think he was probably 35 years older than me 40 years older than me he'd be still man enough to come and ask oh fuck how'd you do that like that looks good like How'd you cut that log? Like, how'd you do that? Like, yeah, what's your thought behind that? Like, I'm like, why are you asking me? He goes, well, you never stop learning. Yeah, cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything you want to hear from, anything you want to say to listeners out there? Come to the Black Hill. Come to the Black Hill pub. Yeah, like it, come, come grab some, not stout. Come grab some, what do you sell? And anything. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind you doing a poll to see if people think you're on the spectrum, mate. If I'm on the spectrum, yeah. I'm not on the spectrum. You don't like that, do you? I don't mind <laughs> it. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> right, thanks, Hoot. Cheers, mate. Appreciate you. Thank you. Bless your soul. I'll Have a good one. Yeah, I'll see you uh, Monday. I'll be there. You will. Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.